welcome to episode 215 of the local meta my name is fletcher and i'm john john how's it going man it's all right i watched two movies today well that's exhilarating so between suicide squad and cruella uh-huh. which one do you think i enjoyed most cruella <laughs> i actually did enjoy cruella more <laughs> that one was pretty good the movie was was good yeah i wasn't a huge fan of her like degrading into a sociopath but then i think she i mean you have to find out how they end up that way somehow yeah well the thing is she like kind of turns back into not being as much of a sociopath so mm-hmm. yeah but that that movie is actually really good though yeah it was I hunted for a little, like, 45 minutes and then played Metroid Dread for a long time. <laughs> you just, like, bring your Switch out there and just oh, play it? Oh, oh, yeah. I actually, well, I, I hooked it up inside the house because I just went back in because I'm like, I'm not going to sit out even if it is nice out. <laughs> I say, it was actually a nice day, wasn't it? It was, but yeah, I don't want to be outside if I can help it. But, man, I, I that game is dope also, I just got to say, so... I'm kind of disappointed in you, actually. Why? That means I don't get to watch you continue playing it. No, you don't. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna be missing stuff. All right. So, hot take. This may be the best Metroid 2D Metroid game that has been made. It's very surprising coming from you, who has like a kill boner for. Oh yeah. NES era games. Yeah, <laughs> basically all I just do is suck off NES era games all day. But like, th- I don't know. It, it's this is just it's super good. Yeah, I just really enjoy it. Hmm. But I mean, the best one I've ever played was Metroid Zero Mission, or whatever the hell it was called. The one that's the like remake of the original one, kind of. Yeah. yeah. That one is the best one I played. And I feel like Metroid Dread is definitely... It looks good. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how you feel about the Emmys. <laughs> the game plays super well. Yeah, I, it like, does. Def- and, that, so, and that's the big thing for me. Have you figured out how to grapple yet? No, I haven't had to. <laughs> and like um, some of the like items they give you and stuff are... like The new items are really cool. Um, I, I like the slight tweaks on stuff and the way that the game does just kind of upset some of the the ways that um uh, the previous games are handled mm-hmm. also I, I, i'm actually enjoying those speed booster puzzles <laughs> oh did you actually go back and try and get some of them i i went back and, and tried to get a few of them so it's interesting <laughs> but all right. it does seem like there's a decent number of quality of life changes like i really like what they did yes. with super missiles yeah like, like that's nice um what was the other QOL change that I that that I was doing? Can't remember what it is now, but um, yeah, there's some there's some cool stuff, but we're um uh, we're not supposed to be talking about that today. There's actually a new set coming out. There is. And I'm pretty sure this is the wrong name on the thing. Uh, it is, even though I swear to God I retyped it, but for some reason. <laughs> So um, uh, right, here's the deal, right? I typed up 98% of this entire document. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna throw shade. You you literally did. So, uh, but we're gonna be talking about Instrad Crimson Vow, uh, which is coming out soon, and is like part two of the new Instrad sets that are here. Yes, a lot. Of, everyone's like, oh my god, this new set so quickly. It's like, well, guys, this doesn't really it's different than like a normal set release yep like they, they I, talked about this yeah <laughs> i get what you're saying but this is very unique nope. i don't i don't disagree either but <laughs> but yeah so we get two innistrad sets close close together <laughs> but ray it's almost yeah. like the old block formats over all over again. it kind of is like the old block formats <laughs> but as a novelty mm-hmm I can't wait for somebody on like Reddit or something to be like, man, you know, it'd be really cool if they did like magic sets, but like 
like the whole year was just like in the same world and they just kind of expanded on it. <laughs> like <laughs> we've done that. It meant but, the middle yeah. set and usually the third set were not good. Yeah, basically. Yeah, they were not not the best. <laughs> but yeah, so um I will say it makes sense that have that they've done this for Oh wait, did they get rid of the when did they get rid of the two blocks that was that Ravnica or was the last Ravnica or was the last Ravnica actually the similar to this? Um where... the last so the last Ravnica was actually three independent sets. Yeah, that's what yeah, that's what I thought. So it it's kind of interesting that like the t- the times where they're like, hey, we're gonna do multiple sets in this one like really popular location. Mm-hmm. It's been like the two most popular planes that they've ever made. Yeah, right. So, I don't know. Maybe they just woke up one day and were like, you know what, we should do print money. Yeah. <laughs> but, so. Um, why don't we talk about this set? Duelettes. So, uh, mechanics. There's a bunch of mechanics. So, Daybound and Nightbound are returning. Um, Disturb is returning. Mm-hmm. And different, so, though. Uh, yes, it is different, isn't it? Um, why don't you explain how? <laughs> all right so previously what happened with disturb i do is... actually know i'm just gonna yeah. make you describe it <laughs> previously what happened with disturb is a non-spirit would die and then you could disturb them back as a spirit and then if the spirit was to die they were exiled now what all of the disturb cards are is they're all spirits and if the spirit dies you disturb them back as an aura enchanting something usually one of your creatures but you know some of them are curses and do other things so it's cool it's interesting a neat mm-hmm. twist yeah it's i yeah i like the the twist on it and everything it's it's cool that they're doing different things with the mechanic it, this that that one there in particular is one of those things that feels very much like the old block set format mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah. we're gonna introduce a mechanic and then put a twist on it but yeah Two two of the mechanics that we had in the previous block or the previous set are coming back in this set. Yep. Alright. So um we also have another returning mechanic from a while back. Uh Exploit. <laughs> huh? Was it Fate Reforged and Dragons of Tarkir? Um I think it, I think Cons of Tarkir had it, didn't it? I don't think Cons had Exploit. They had something it was the else. Salt Eye mechanic, wasn't it? No, that was Delph. So it must have been yeah. Fate Reforged, Fate Reforged and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, yeah, exploit is when the creature enters the battlefield, you can sacrifice a creature. And you get an effect. Good mechanic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, usually it'll give you an effect too. So, um, because if you sacrifice the creature, so um, exploit's cool. I'm actually kind of glad that they're throwing it on a few cards. Yeah, it's it plays really well with the decayed zombie from the yeah. last set. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, because none of the cards make decayed zombies in this set. <laughs> I mean, he can't win them all. Okay. Should we talk about the new the new mechanics? Sure. Alright, so the first new mechanic is training. Do you want me to explain what it does? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a pause. I'm used to you explaining all of them, so... okay. Alright, so I'm just going to do this from memory. Okay. Training is whenever the creature attacks, if it attacks with a creature with a higher power than it, it gets a... the creature this, the creature with training gets a plus one, plus one counter. Yep, that is accurate. It's basically kind of like a reverse mentor in some ways. Yeah, which I don't like as much as I like mentor. I think this is a good mechanic. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't like it as much as Mentor. I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. This one, this one's cool because you you get to make your small creatures bigger. Like just like Mentor. Oh, just in a different way. I like I like that it makes itself <laughs> bigger. Like yeah, eat me. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I I think it's an interesting twist on it. Like yeah, I get like Mentor, you can point it other directions, but I like the the limitedness of this one. You know, it's like it's just this creature kind of thing. 
Yeah, this one is much more restrictive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like honestly, my reasons for not liking it as much as Mentor don't really because my whole thing is like Mentor is like, oh well, when the Mentor creature attacks, you get to grow like whatever you want, and yep, and like I like the the odds are the first time you attack with a creature with training, it's not actually going to trigger, assuming that the creature is cheaper than the other things, right? Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, it's just not going to do as much. So like, well, effectively the same thing happens, except like the creature, like the creature that you're putting the counter on, is down early anyways, and like the mentor guy still doesn't get to attack. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a weird aesthetic thing that I'm just kind of like yeah. weird about. Fair enough. I have no idea if it's any good either, but you know that's <laughs> for that's something for us to figure out in the future. Yeah. We'll find out how it is. So, um. The other, one of the other new mechanics is cleave, and so this is um, an alternate cost, and uh, it says you may cast the spell for its cleave cost. If you do, remove the words in square brackets. So the text of the card has something in square brackets that you would basically delete, kind of like um, how overload worked, where it replaced uh, target with each or something like that. Yeah, instead of yeah. target. It- it said each and things like that. This is just a little more, yeah, like kind of like not really a text changing effect, but kind of like the text removal effect. It kind of does things like that. Like uh, one of the examples here is the alchemist retrieval, which is return target non-land permanent in brackets you control and brackets to its owner's hand. Um, so you can either pay a blue and bounce something you own, or pay one and a blue and bounce something your opponent owns yeah so, like i i was looking through some of the cards with this and this mechanic is dope <laughs> so i actually really like this mechanic mm-hmm. in concept i don't th- like the cards don't read very well is my main problem yeah maybe uh like i can't read a card with cleave without mm-hmm. like reading up to a bracket line reading said bracket line and then like self deleting that from the line and then continuing to do it. Yeah. It takes me like three times as long to read a card. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and realistically there's just kind of like modal cards in some ways. Yeah. That's all they are. All these are is a modal card with an alt. Yeah. It's, it's an alternate casting cost for, for a slightly different effect, but I mean, but like, that's the whole, like, um, you know, Oh, everything is just kicker. Kind of thing. That, which a lot of people were like, a lot of people said they're like, oh my god, isn't this just the same as Kicker? It's like, well, no, because they oh, no. actually there are cards that do very different things. Yeah, everything is just a variant of Kicker. Yeah, but there's there's some cards that they I think they made the designs for Cleave really cool though, in my opinion. Oh yeah, like most I'm, of them are like that one I read was kind of just like a baseline one, but like some of the ones we're gonna talk about are just dope. Yeah, I I do actually think the Cleave cards are really sweet. Like I said, my only issue is like trying to parse them, reading them is like yeah, that, and yeah. that's a fair point. Yeah, damaging to my brain. <laughs> I mean, what isn't? All right, sleep. Maybe, <laughs> but all right. So the last one is um uh, blood tokens. So right. you can take this one. All right. <laughs> so blood tokens are almost entirely based around vampires obviously go figure and all it is is basically things will create blood tokens and all a blood token is it's an artifact with you can pay a generic mana tap it discard a card sacrifice this artifact that is the entire cost being paid mind you draw a card which means that you're not able to you can't just draw a card if you don't have a card in hand you have to be able to discard a card to pay mm-hmm. the cost Yep. These are interesting. Yeah. I don't know if they're good, but they're interesting. We'll find out. <laughs> There's like, a few cards that are kind of pushed. Yeah, that like that effect on those tokens even is pretty good, but like you know, I'm guessing the co- the like, using them to pay for costs is going to be better, but like I can see that coming in handy. I mean, like 
there are cards that care about discarding cards in the set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was funny when I was reading it. I'm like, man, there's, like, a few cards that care about discarding. Like, how are you supposed to enable your discarding? I don't get it. And then I'm just like, oh. Oh. There oh, we yeah. go. <laughs> now now yeah. we got it. <laughs> instead of, you know, instead of madness and looting, we have pseudo-madness and blood tokens. Yeah. Makes sense, I guess. So... Those are the major mechanics in the set. So, um, some good stuff, I think. But Yeah. Like, like I said, I'm not a huge fan of training. <laughs> I do really like cleave. Blood tokens. It'll be interesting to see how blood tokens fare compared to, like, the most recent style of yeah. tokens that have been made, right? Like, clues are obviously insane. Yeah, clues. Food, everybody loves clues. Food is fine. Treasure tokens is fine. Yeah, Daybound Nightbound is obviously sweet. We've experienced that. Disturb, I really like the new twist on it. And Exploit seems less push than last time. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. True. I don't know. We'll see. Well, should we talk about some cards? Let's talk about some cards. Alright, why don't you start it off? Alright, first up we have By Invitation Only, which is a weird name for a magic card. (laughs) Three white white for a sorcery. Choose a number between 0 and 13. Each player sacrifices that many creatures. (laughs) Sweet. It's just this is. I mean, it's a board wipe. (laughs) It is a board wipe, but it's a board wipe that isn't actually bad in other creature decks. Yeah, because assuming you have more creatures in play than your opponent, you can just be like, "All right, kill all your things, keep like my two best things, go to town on your face." Yep. So it's interesting. That's a cool. That is a cool twist on that effect though i like it yeah you don't normally see white sacrifice cards i mean there's some but yeah it's not like a huge thing yeah oh i get the wall of text next up we have faithbound judge one white white what i was was like just saying you're the one who told me to go first Um, so faithbound judge one white white for a four four creature spirit soldier defender flying vigilance uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you, if Faithbound Judge has two or fewer judgment counters on it, put a judgment counter on it. As long as Faithbound Judge has three or more judgment counters on it, it can attack the, as though it didn't have Defender. Then it has Disturb for five white white. Uh, the backside is Sinner's Judgment. It's an Aura Curse. Enchant player, at the beginning of your upkeep, put a judgment counter on Sinner's Judgment. If there are three or more judgment counters on it, Enchanted player loses the game. <laughs> if Sinner's Judgment would be put into Graveyard from anywhere, exile it instead. So, this card's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is just, like, a really good win con for, like, control decks. Yeah. Like this is this is not a card. Like I, someone commented on this on Twitter. They're like, and they're like, I don't know, man, a three mana four four flying that can't even attack for like the first, you know, three turns. It's like this just doesn't seem very good in control when you can be playing elite, or this doesn't seem very good in mono white when you can be playing elite spellbinder or uh, or Redain. And yeah. it's like this isn't meant for you. Yeah, this is meant to be blocking those cards. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be blocking those cards to buy you time, and it can die so that you can disturb it back and just win the game. Yeah, just survive for a couple turns. All you gotta do. I mean, that's what control decks do. That's a crazy card. Yeah, crazy is a good word for it. Yeah, yeah, but I think this card is definitely sweet. I would be if there is ever a blue white control deck, I would be surprised if this doesn't play this card. Yeah. Like three mana four four just even trades with so much shit mm-hmm. that you're just like, yeah, let's do that. I mean it's just a brick wall in a lot of cases. Yeah, exactly. Alright. Alright. Next up we have 
Thalia, Guardian of Thraben. One on the white for a 2-1 first striking legendary human soldier. Yep. Trying to do this from memory. <laughs> you don't have to show off. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, Non-creature spells cost additional one generic mana to cast. Reprint. Reprint of arguably the best two-mana white creature ever printed. Arguably, yes. I feel like the only possible one to compete against it would be Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah. And those are played in the exact same deck. (laughs) So. (laughs) So. Yeah, but like, I don't know. It's nice to get a Thalia reprint. It Let's is very be honest. Nice like the, it'll just knock some costs down here for that because it's what like I mean it's I, I maybe it's not like super expensive but oh she's she's been sure. reprinted a few times yeah but like I mean you know ten dollar card is what it looks like I didn't really realize she was that much uh, according to Scryfall so take that with a grain of salt I guess but fair but I don't know. I, I like it. I can get a I can get a set of them. <laughs> Apparently, I should have bought more copies of her secret lair so I can get a play set of each of the arts. Oh, there you go. That'd been one the way to go. One of them is two of them is worth the cost of the secret lair. Jeez. Huh? Yeah, Jeez is a good way of putting it. Like. <laughs> okay, but uh, good reprint. Love it. There's actually a, a few good reprints in the set. So. Yeah. Um, Next up, we have Voice of the Blessed. Uh, white, white for a 2-2 creature spirit cleric. Whenever you gain life, put a plus one, plus one counter on, on it. As long as it has four or more plus one, plus one counters on it, it has flying and vigilance. As long as it has ten or more plus one, plus one counters on it, it has indestructible. <laughs> All right. So this is on here for a few reasons. One, in Historic, there is a Black-White Cleric stack that does do gain-life shenanigans. <laughs> Obviously, this is going to be good in that. Yeah. Two, this card is kind of cool. Like, there isn't really, yeah. like, a gain-life thing in Standard. Uh-huh. But if there is, this card's, like, obviously going to be a key part of that. Yeah, I mean, all the Ajani's Pride Mate people are just going to be like, oh, yeah! And third... That third line of text is like the most win more shit I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Right? <laughs> if you have a 12-12, you can't kill it. You already yeah. won. <laughs> GG. It's like, You're I'm playing sorry. playing Vigilance Indestructible. <laughs> Shit-wrecking Cleric. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why is your opponent not already dead after you've already had at least a 6-6 Flying Vigilance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that last line. It's just like that's there just to make people be like, "Oh my god, look how cool it is." Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a cool card, I guess. I mean, I think the card's cool. I just feel like there's, it's like that extra line of text is just a little too much for me. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's like whatever. Throw it on there. Yeah, Throw some win more on there, but it's like, sure, why not, guys? Let's let's go. <laughs> I do actually like how he doesn't get smaller if you're taking damage. Like, any life gain, it's a permanent plus one, plus one counter. Oh, yeah. Which is really... Like, because, like, there are two different styles of card with the air, right? There's the Johnny's Pridemate style, and then there's the Sarah's Ascendant style. Yep. And the Johnny's Pridemate style are actually a lot nicer, just because, mm-hmm. like, they're not insanely win more, but they don't get utter trash if you're actually in, like, uh legitimate like back and forth which is yeah yeah all right next up we have hull breaker horror five blue blue for a seven eight creature kraken horror release the kraken release the kraken it has flash it has this spell can't be countered and then it has whenever you cast a spell Choose up to one. Return target spell you don't control to its owner's hand. (laughs) Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Uh, You gotta be just hot on this thing, right? This card is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) 
so obviously, Krakens. Krakens. We will we will release them. Yes. And so the my, the first vibe I get when I look at this card is Pearl Lake Ancient. Mm-hmm. And one of the big problems with Pearl Lake Ancient is they would just kind of bounce off each other and not do anything. Yeah. This card technically breaks that parity. Yep. Because as long as you can cast literally anything, if you get yours down first, your opponent can never do anything about it. Yeah. Like, yes, it doesn't counter... Like, the fact that it's the first trigger option doesn't counter spells means that this effectively can counter all other Hallbreaker horrors. Mm-hmm. Which is dope. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fact that, like, if you do happen to, like, finagle things to where you can get yours down, you can then, like, cast a consider and unsummon your opponents. Like, things get weird. Yeah. But this card is dope. I... I was paging through the set and saw this card. I'm like, man, that just seems like a U card. <laughs> Dope ass control finisher. Kraken. Yep. What more could I, what more could I want in life? Right. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up, we have overcharged amalgam. Uh, two blue blue for a three three creature zombie horror. It also has flash, flying, and exploit. Uh, so, when it exploits a creature, counter target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. Alright. So, I'm pretty sure I've seen people in Twitch chat refer to this card as being Cryptic Command. <laughs> I would like to know in what goddamn universe this card is even close to being cryptic command <laughs> i mean the card's good like let's we'll, we'll be real i think the card is fine the card's the card's fine to good like it's a sweet card you need to have things to sack to it obviously i mean yeah like right? you don't want to sack it to itself that feels bad but yeah four man in a pinch yeah, like you have that option, which yeah. is good. But know? like Cryptic Command, this is not. <laughs> no, uh, Cryptic Command, most things are not. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if we should be talking about hyperbole because I'm pretty sure before this episode we were referring to uh, charging monsters or as Reality Smasher <laughs> because it is. <laughs> There is a single line of text that is... There's two line of text that are on Reality Smasher that are not on Charging Monster Sword. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if my Charging Monster Sword gets Blue Elemental Blasted. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay, but... Alright, so mostly that was just to say that people are dumb and don't know how to analyze cards. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, right. like I said, the card Car. is really good, right? Oh, yeah. Well, the card's good. Like, the card's cool. Like, yep. it is a zombie, which is, <laughs> like, there's a lot of new, there's a lot of new zombies in the set, so, like, hey, maybe zombies will be able to do something. Like, yeah, be cool. there's, like, Gerard, Nefalia, Drownyard, something. He's, like, a two-mana yep. one-one that makes the Decay guys all the goddamn time. That obviously mm-hmm. plays really, really good with this card. Yeah. So, all right. yeah. It's dope. Next up, we have another reprint. Mm-hmm. Another really sweet reprint. Mm-hmm. Syncopate. Heck yeah. X in a blue instant. Counter target spell unless the controller plays X. That spell is countered this way. Exile it instead of putting it into its owner's graveyard. Cool counter spell. You want to know what hurts me the most? What? This card isn't just like an automatic upgrade over Shuari Disruption. <laughs> because Shuari Disruption can be a land, and sometimes you need a land. Yeah. <laughs> but, man. Syncopate's a good counterspell. Syncopate is a really good counterspell, and I really hate Shuari Disruption. <laughs> uh, just syncopate it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. You don't need to. They always have the one. You just pay it. <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I syncopate's just a good reprint, I think. Yep. We'll just add it to the stack of really good reprints in this set. <laughs> I'm down with that. That's a good option. All right. 
next up, we have Wash Away. So it is a single blue instant. It also has cleave for one blue blue. Counter target spell, bracket, that wasn't cast from its owner's hand, end bracket. So you can pay one blue to counter target spell that wasn't cast from its owner's hand, or one blue blue for cancel. This card is dope. This card's cool as shit. I love cancels with upside. Yeah. And this is just a really sweet cancel with upside. It, yeah, totally. Like, it's, you know, and, and cancel is like one of those cards that's like, just like, yeah, right about kind of getting close to there. Mm. But like, you know, and I don't know how much unfair shit's happening in this set, but or in, in this format, but like, being able to pay one and just like, be like, no, your unfair stuff is stupid is kind of nice. One mana counter your all runs epiphany. Yeah, there you go. I, I suppose so. <laughs> one mana counter your flashback. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah, this, flashback. This counters a lot of shit. Yeah, it does. You know, like foretell is a thing. Flashback is a mm-hmm. thing. There's yep. multiple cards in this in this set that exile cards, and then you may play them at a later time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this just hits all of it. So like, this is yeah. this will probably be way better than expected. And then in a pinch, it's it's cancel. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you can you can counter your opponent's companion. Oh wait. Oh wait. Oh. You, you can no longer counter your opponent's companions. <laughs> well, you can, but it costs three mana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This card is sweet. I really like it. I. It's probably not good enough for older formats, but it's close. Yeah. So. It's probably like just like like just barely not enough. Yeah, probably. But like, th- this is also one of the the cleave cards that I think is a really cool design. Yep, this is my this is hands down my favorite cleave card. I don't know if this is my favorite one, but this is like high on the list. All right, fair enough. All right, next up we have a blood vial purveyor. Two black black for a five six flying trample vampire. <laughs> we big boy. <laughs> Power creep, yo. Yo. <laughs> Whenever an opponent casts a spell, that player creates a blood token. Hmm. Alright, so that's our downside. Alright. Whenever Blood Vile Purveyor attacks, it gets plus one, plus O oh, until end of turn. Oh, yes. <laughs> for each blood token defending player controls. <sighs> Uh, for those who don't know, it doesn't say until end of turn on it. Yeah, there's a there's... note actually on him. Let's <laughs> cry fall about it here too. Yeah, there was an editing error. Someone forgot to put the line on there. Yeah. Uh, this card is a beast. I was gonna say I'm like he's like you know I was reading it as until end of turn and even then this card is a beast. <laughs> yeah, like when I read this card, I didn't even I just like assumed until end of turn was. Oh yeah, because you're not an idiot. Yeah, because I'm not an idiot, and I understand how magic cards work. I wonder if the templating, the templating changed on this card a couple times. I wonder if they made it if it was like a like a trigger where it was like gets plus one plus zero oh for each blood token your opponent's control. And then they changed it to an attack trigger. Mm, yes, that which would make sense for the for the editing miss. But sorry, okay. Yeah, yeah. This card but, is yeah. huge. Yeah, this is, he he a big boy. <laughs> it gives me some real uh, desecration demon vibes. Yeah, except this one has trample, so little one one spirit tokens aren't gonna do shit. No, it's gonna get ran the f over and smack your opponent in the mouth. Also, also, that dude looks like the guitarist from a metal band. Yes. Let's <laughs> say so he does have another art too. Does he? Oh yeah. That and one he does not. <laughs> no, that one he looks like he wants to show me his special room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can I just say? Whoever like decided to commission a bunch of these cards for the vampires in this set, they're just uh-huh. like, man, how sexy can we make them? Like, so let's make the vampires and make them as sexy as possible, which I'm okay with. Which we'll it's be talking been... about. We'll be talking about a sexy vampire soon. 
it's it's been a while since we've dealt with sexy vampires yeah. in uh in mainstream media. Yeah, I'm okay dealing uh, with some sexy vampires every once in a while in Magic. Yeah. Now I, now all I can think of is a sexy vampire skit from Kane Peel. If you I'm haven't gonna, seen I'm it, I'm gonna have to go watch that one. I'm sure I've seen it, but yeah, if you haven't, you totally should. <laughs> Right. Yeah, this card's dope, and it, I or sorry, one other thing I want to say, I actually really, really like the like bind this card puts your opponents in, because yeah. like if they if they can't kill it, they're incentivized to like get rid of their blood tokens as soon as possible, right? Yep. Uh-huh. And then that means that they're not like it's helping them dig to removal spells to kill him, but it's keeping them from like actually having the mana to be able to kill him. Yeah, it it keeps them from actually doing things. Basically, yeah. it's really but... nifty. Yeah, it's like a weird tax. It's uh, uh, that's a cool card. Yeah, and it's price to move, and yeah, it's yeah, sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have concealing curtains. It is a single black for an O four creature wall defender. Excuse me. Uh, two and a black. Transform it. Activate only as a sorcery. The opposite side is Revealing Eye. It is a 3-4 creature eye horror with menace. Uh, when this creature transforms into Revealing Eye, target opponent reveals their hand. You may choose a non-land card from it. If you do that, player discards that card, then draws a card. So this is a really sweet variation on the Vendillion click effect. Uh-huh. And I really, really like it. This card's cool. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, all right, I'm, this is my 0-4 Defender, which is just, like, this card is good in a lot of situations if you're playing, like, a control deck, right? Yep. It's like, 0-4 Defender blocks everything. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. And then you flip you flip it, and, like, obviously that effect is going to be a lot better in, like, a control mirror situation. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you still get to be like, oh, I don't want you to have your Seeker's Chariot, and, like, a Seeker's Chariot is, like, the best card in your deck, right? Yeah. So obviously I'm fine if you discard that. Yep. And now I have a 3-4, which will eat your shit. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> now, my, now my curtain's got teeth. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I am a huge fan of this card. That's a cool card, yeah. Right, next up we have Dreadfug. Black. Sorcery. Target player reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. With convert a mana cost two or less, that player discards that card. That's cleave for two and a black, and it would and as cl- that it would read: Target player reveals their hand. You choose a non-land card from it. That player discards that card. Mm-hmm. So we either have a slightly worse Inquisition of Kozilek, mm-hmm. which is an insanely good magic card. Yep. Or we have a. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Ostracize. The... Ostracize? Sure. We have a that effect. Uh, oh no, Ostracize is a creature card only. Whoops. Uh, Sorry. Either way, the yeah. point is, like, this card is obviously very, very good on turn one. Mm-hmm. And I like how Cleave makes it not not utter trash on turn like three right yeah i mean you're not like hell yeah i want to cast it for its cleave cost no but at least it's not dead yeah it's not like it's not a brick yeah which i appreciate i think this card's sweet and that's a a pretty pretty cool design for that yeah i don't know if this card's good enough to see play and constructed but (laughs) i guarantee you it's going to be cast at least five billion times at pre-release oh yeah probably six (laughs) Like, All right, so good. Next up, we have another on the stack of awesome reprints. Uh, we have Heroes Downfall. One black, black, instant, destroy target creature or planeswalker at uncommon. Very important. Very important. Yes. So I've been saying this for basically every time this card's been brought up. Mm-hmm. I actually really, really like this card's downshift to being an uncommon. I agree. It makes sense for multiple reasons. Like, there's... I Sometimes you just want to print murder, right? Yep. And, like, I get that. Mm-hmm. In most situations where you can print murder, you can also reasonably print a hero's downfall. Yeah. 
And the fact that this got downshifted to uncommon means you it's not taking up an unnecessary rare slot. Because, yep. like, there's enough other things going on in this, in this set, you don't need to, like, make people buy packs to buy a Hero's Downfall. Yeah, right. Especially when a Hero's Downfall is, like, a $2 card. Yeah, pretty much. And but, I also... Sorry. Oh, sorry, I also really, really like that from a standpoint of limited, now this means that your opponents are going to have... Like, Planeswalkers tend to be very, very difficult to deal with in limited. This card just says no to that, which is really cool. I like how like you now have an uncommon answer to a potentially a very, very powerful Mythic Rare. Yep. I mean, they've been printing, uh, you know, Planeswalker kill cards since war basically like yeah. you know we got them uh spark harvest in there which was the uh what bone bone Spl- no it was um uh it was bone splinters variant yeah it was a bone splinters variant that could kill planeswalkers and they've made a bunch of cards like that where they're just like oh this is like kind of a card from the past but it can also hit planeswalkers now too yep and like downshifting heroes downfall just makes sense like when when it came out in theros like this was like oh man you can kill planeswalkers what like but now it's just like that's just something that needs to happen and like yeah. this is a, this is a workhorse card now just like murder yep this does what it needs to do like you know as one of my friends mentioned he's like isn't murder basically just considered a common rarity nowadays i'm like yeah basically pretty much yeah so. i mean murder was printed at uncommon for a little while but like yeah it's you know that's basically what it is yeah so love the reprint though love the downshift i agree with you on that like i think it's a good downshift yeah all right get me hot speaking of planeswalkers next we have the sultry vampire himself soren the mirthless two black black for a four loyalty legendary planeswalker soren plus one look at the top card of your library you may reveal that card and put it in your hand if you do you lose life equal to its mana value negative two Create a 2-3 black vampire creature token with flying and lifelink. Negative 7. Soren the Mirthless deals 13 damage to any target. You gain 13 life. So there's a couple different arts of Soren in this set. <laughs> I like this one. He's giving me the bedroom eyes. So and there's... I'm willing to go with him. <laughs> so we have this one where he's like, you know... The cool guy at the sweet dance who's just like, hey, how you doing? Then we have the uh, the fang frame one where he looks like he should be on the cover of a romance novel. <laughs> and or then we friggin' that's, that's anime Soren if I've ever seen it. <laughs> romance novel. Okay, I'll go with it. I mean, same then, thing, right? Yeah. And then we have the uh, full art version where he just looks like the troubled noble who just wants someone to comfort him. Right. Basically every version of Soren art that they printed is just like, yeah. And then we have one it. we have one other one. Are you talking about the the Count the, the Count Dracula. Yeah, the Dracula ones. <laughs> yep. Yes, but, there is also a Dracula one. Yep. Uh but yeah, I I dig. I think this is a cool card, and also actually, I kind of I just dig the art. Kind of like I like sultry vampire. It makes me happy. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't think there is a Dracula one. Yeah, there is. Sure. Count. It's it's literally called Count Dracula. My eyes just not working. I literally do not see it. Oh, on... I clicked on it in Scryfall and it showed up. Oh, he's not where he's supposed to be. That's why. Oh, okay. He's he's, he's, he's well, he's up in the borderless instead of being down with the other Dracula uh, cards. Okay. So, I blame Scryfall. Yeah. Okay, sounds fine. Whatever. But yeah. Cool yes. Card. <laughs> vampires doing vampire things. Yep. The card is actually sweet. Yep. I. I really like how he makes uh, uh, Vampire Nighthawks. Yeah. <laughs> that's just sweet. Well, kind, of, kind of Vampire Nighthawks. Yeah, I suppose they don't have Death Touch. Yeah, but still, life. I mean, a 2-3 flying lifelink vampire is pretty dope. Yeah. But, cool. 
All right. Next up, another another dope reprint. We have a braid. One in a red, instant. Choose one. Through damage to target creature or destroy target artifact. Dope reprint. Dope reprint. Very, cool. very nice reprint for magic as a whole. Very, very functional reprint. Yes, yeah. functional is a good term for it. I like, I like that. It's, it's kind of, it's, it's a workhorse card. It feels like. Yeah. It, it's, it's another one of those cards that it's like, hey. I do, like it's just nice having cards that give you options. Yep. And especially in like current um standard, mm -hmm. both of these are very very good options to have. Yeah, so. totally. Cool. All right, next up we have oh my god, going to get banned in standard, yo. <laughs> are people saying that? Alchemist's okay. Gambit. Okay. <laughs> of course they are. Of course they are. One red, red sorcery. Cleave four blue, blue, and red. So we have take an extra turn after this one. During that turn, damage can't be prevented. Then in brackets, at the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. Exile Alchemist's Gambit. <laughs> so we have a three mana, you can't fog me final fortune. Yeah. <laughs> Or we have a seven mana time walk. Where damage and, can't be prevented. Yep. <laughs> and people seem to be of the opinion that this card is just like going to somehow make the Is it Epiphany decks even better. Huh. So my Do question, they need this? No. Like, like that's what I see. I'm like, why would you use this when you could just use Epiphany? Well, you play both. Oh my gosh, you play both? And you just jerk off forever? Yeah, the problem is that doesn't do anything. <laughs> God. It's like, you like a lot of the decks, unless you're like all in on Epiphany already, you're playing a deck that already is usually trimming on Epiphanies. Like, yeah. you know, the Dragon's deck only plays like three usually. If you're playing the deck that's all in on Epiphany, you need it to combo with Galvanic Iteration, of which this card does not. Mm -hmm. Because if you Galvanic this card, you're only copying the text with the brackets still there. <laughs> which means you lose the game. <laughs> and you die. So please try that. And I had, like, there was someone who was like, oh my god. The that alchemist card in combination with overcharged amalgam means you just you just get rid of the you lose the game trigger. It's like wait what? Because you can counter target triggered or triggered ability. It's technically a trigger that kills you at the oh, end. Oh yeah, turn. I suppose it's a it's a delayed trigger, isn't it? So here's the thing, right? <laughs> Are you telling me you're gonna cast alchemist's gambit on turn three? Yep. In turn four, you're gonna flash in your amalgam to counter the trigger, probably sacrificing the amalgam to its own ability to effectively just two for one to yourself to do nothing but play explore. Yeah, basically play explore. I was like, I'm like that just sounds like explore with extra work. <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't get why anyone like this card is. Infinitely not as powerful the, as Allrun's Epiphany. These these types of cards make people dream, though. Yes. Like that's just what it is. So like you see a card like that, and, and people are just like, oh man, oh man. So the only universe where I can see this card potentially seeing play <laughs> is in the red white Gideon of the Trials deck. Which already oh, okay. plays, a, which already plays a bunch of these stupid effects. Yeah, like which then you're just final fortuning because you have Gideon and you're like, lol. Yeah, and even then, do you really need twelve final fortunes? I Probably mean, I want to play twelve. I want to play twelve fortune <laughs> dot deck. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I mean, I've, I've done stupider things. Yeah, this card is unamusing okay. for so many reasons. Uh, all right. Cool. <laughs> enough talk about that so 
Alright, I put this card on the list, so I don't think it's probably not good, but I just wanted to talk about it. So, uh, Change of Fortune. Three and a red for a sorcery. Discard your hand, then draw a card for each card you've discarded this turn. Like, I know it's not. It's not even close. But, like, this is trying to do a really good impression of Wheel of Fortune. But we already have a really good impression of Wheel of Fortune. What is it? Uh, Valakut something. Okay. Three mana, I think, instant from the newest Zendikar set. Uh -huh. Discard your hand, then draw a card for each card you've discarded this way. That way? Yes. Okay. It only counts the like, cards that it discards to itself. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So, like, you know, obviously, like, uh, Faithless Looting is, you know, <laughs> no longer a thing and stuff like that. But, like, you know, I just, the, the thing that pops in my head is I think about, and I don't know if any of the decks want this card. But, like, there's a lot of decks that are just literally pitching cards and doing dumb stuff in that way. And, like, this this card has an interesting enough effect where it, like, made me side-eye side it. I am not surprised that this card makes you side-eye it. Because it's utter nonsense and I side-eye utter nonsense? Because you're a Johnny. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and you like doing combo shit. I mean, like this is this card just screams it, man. Like <laughs> the card is somewhat fascinating in my Locust God EDH deck because that deck already plays like every single Wheel of Fortune variation possible. Yeah, right. So I could just be like Wheel of Fortune, Reforge the Soul, Valakut's whatever change of fortune and just like draw, draw 30 <laughs> draw 30 kill everyone with locusts yeah but so yeah i don't think this is like a a particularly good card but it just that effect is just interesting to me i don't know fair enough especially when you have card like i can i just think of all the like random cards that you can use for you know discarding card to do discard draws kind of things and stuff like that and mm -hmm. yeah and and four mana is like right around that spot to where you could kind of do some silliness, but like four mana is a little much. Eh, fair enough. So, all right, there we go. All right. All Next right, read, up, read a good card. <laughs> Next up, we have mana form Hellkite. That's a good two, card. <laughs> two red red for a four four creature dragon. It has flying. It has, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create an XX Red Dragon Illusion creature token with flying and haste, where X is the amount of mana spent to cast that spell. Exile that token at the beginning of the next end step. So, I don't know why Watsy keeps printing dragons in the last two sets that care about casting spells and doing really dope-ass shit. <laughs> but man, I really want to play a deck that's casting a bunch of spells and doing dope-ass shit. With dragons. <laughs> With dragons. Like, this is, this is a cool card. This is a dope card. I really like this card. I love how it cares about the, the mana spent on it, just like yep. uh, Smoldering Egg does. Mm -hmm. Like that's a really cool little thing. Uh, I'm kind of annoyed by this card because now it's like, well, do I actually have to like buy goldspan dragons? Because I really don't want to buy goldspan dragons. <laughs> I'm hoping yeah. I can avoid ever buying them because I don't want to. <laughs> dragons yeah. are dope. Casting non-creature spells are dope. Killing your opponents by casting non-creature spells is really dope. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want a dragon illusion, mother. We we talked we talked about a, a red mythic. What's going on here? And and not being like this card shit. Yeah, no, normally when we talk about a red mythic, I'm like this card is bad and I hate everything about it. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, no, this one's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy. You finally you finally got something. They do exist. <laughs> okay. All right, next up we have Hamlet Vanguard. 
It is two and a green for a one-one creature human warrior. It does not seem like a good rate. <laughs> uh, it has ward for two generic. And then Hamlet Vanguard enters the battlefield with two plus one plus one counters on it for each other non-token human you control. Rate is better. <laughs> he can be a big boy. He can be a big boy. <laughs> so there's a few cards in the last set and in the set that kind of specifically call out playing humans specifically. Yeah. And if humans ends up being a deck, this guy is 100% going to be a part of that. Oh, I mean, yeah, why wouldn't you play a three-mana 10-10? <laughs> Uh, his power and toughness will always be odd, actually. I'm, okay, 11-11, I'm sorry. Yeah, there you go. But he I didn't mean to have... just pick an arbitrarily high number. <laughs> like, assuming you play him on curve, he's just a 3-mana 5-5. Five five. Yeah. Ward 2. Ward 2. That Ward 2 means something. Which does, Yeah, that means a lot. Like, Ward 2 is a lot in the early game. And he can be utterly gigantic. Yeah. Like, I don't know if there's a human's deck, but if there is, Stompy this card's going to be there. Yeah. This card's dope. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next up, we have Edgar. Edgar. I keep reading his name as Edgar, even though I know it's Edgar. <laughs> Edgar. Charmed Groom. Two white, black for a 4 4 legendary creature, vampire noble. Other vampires you control get plus one, plus one. When Edgar, Charmed Groom, <laughs> dies, return it to the battlefield, transformed under its owner's control. The flip side is Edgar Markov's Coffin. It is a white and black legendary artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1-1 one, one white and black vampire creature token with lifelink and put a bloodline counter on Edgar Markov's Coffin. Then if there are three or more bloodline counters on it, remove those counters and transform it. This card's sweet. Yeah. I heard a guy like talking about how he was like unimpressed with this compared to the other Edgar Markov card. Oh, it's really? like, I don't know. This card's dope. Sure, the other ones are really good, but this one's dope. Yeah, this one's dope as heck. He just keeps flipping over. Yeah. And he he's makes like, tokens. He's extremely hard to kill. Yep. He's a vampire lord, and if they kill him the first time... It, like by the time he flips back, you would have had you'll have ten power worth of vampires. It, That's a lot of vampires. Yeah, a lot of vampire going on. Vampire, there we go. <laughs> I approve this message. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, next up we have Lantern of the Lost. Uh, it is a single mana for an artifact. When Lantern of the Lost enters the battlefield, exile target card from a graveyard. One, tap, exile it. Exile all cards from all graveyards. Then draw a card. Hey, look. It's Relic Progenitus. Hooray! That's basically I, all I have to say. Okay, I'm like, it's Relic, Relic of Progenitus and an uncommon from a current set. That's sweet. Yeah, Soul Guide Lantern? <laughs> I think it's actually closer to Soul Guide Lantern. Okay, maybe, but... Actually, this isn't supposedly. Uh, I know it's not out yet or anything, but I'm uh, on Scryfall here. It says it's a buck fifty. I mean, Soul Guide Lantern is two dollars. So, <laughs> cool. Graveyard, Graveyard hates a valuable card. You think? I just played my um, uh, Tormod's Crips. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, last but not least. We have the enemy cycle of the Slowlands. Huzzah. Slowlands enter the battlefield tapped unless you control two or more other lands. They tap to add two colors of mana. Hooray. I actually really like this land cycle. They've been I've, I've been really enjoying it in standard. Cool. So it's nice having sets of lands, but Exactly. Alright. Cool. Got a good chunk of mechanical cards there. Yeah, this set seems sweet so far. Yeah, I like it. Like, like mechanical section is shorter than it normally is for us. (laughs) But the cards that we talked about, we talked a lot. So and this this set has some really important reprints. Yes, 
like like the previous set had you know like one or two that were like oh man oh man like oh man but like this one has just a lot like syncopate being in standard here's downfall being in standard at an uncommon a braid being put back into standard. like you know it's it's some really cool ads back in i mean thalia also thalia getting reprinted is like sweet as hell mm-hmm. you know so i don't know Cool. Yeah, and like also like there's there was a lot of other cards that we could have talked about. I just didn't feel like talking about them because they were just like good on raw rate. Yeah, and that's not usually of interest to me talking about mechanically. Yeah, it's like, it's like this yeah. card's super efficient. Hooray! <laughs> yeah, it's like yes, Cemetery Prowler will probably see play. The one mana two one wolf will probably see play. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, do I have but... much to say about it beyond that? No. Well, good talk, but. Yeah, so well, we we do have a bunch of other cards to talk about, but we'll save that one for next week. So. Yeah, now we get to the fun part next week. Yeah, right. I'm so excited. if you want to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to thelocometa at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at thelocometapc. Go to thelocometa.com for links to all the cool stuff, such as our Discord and Patreon and our stream that we do. So go check all that out, because it's dope. John? Facts. Anything else to say? Mm, I wonder if I still have those fancy abrades somewhere. I should look for those. Yeah, probably. Alright. Cool. We'll catch you next time. See you. See you.